Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, DGENs and DGENettes, to another episode of the Alfalfa Podcast. We are four radically moderate entrepreneurs and investors swimming in the messy gray ocean, serving up alpha in money, politics, and life. We are Nick, the Algo Urbani, Eric, Tinfoil, Joe Hansen, Stephen, the personality Cesaro, and I am Armon, the beard Asadi. All links at alfalfapod.com. Make sure to hit subscribe and support us wherever you're listening. And of course, follow us on the socials. And if you want to hop into the community in between episodes, join our Discord at the same link for the after party. Welcome to episode 41. Man, we got a podcast. 40 plus episodes. Today, we're Hold talking on. about... Can we redo that? That was like very... There's like no energy on that. Do it again, Mark. <laughs> I thought it was great energy. Georgia, no leave this in. Leave this in. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> my you you my start like this. producer just showed up. You start up. with a deep sigh. You start with a deep sigh. Okay. Okay. Dude, I'm fucking on. four hours in. To I know. Recording. I just, let's like. No, hey, you want more energy, let's more enthusiasm, this. or more <laughs> more energy? Do it again. More energy. Okay. Welcome back, Fine. episode forty-one. I want to post this clip online. Welcome to the Alfalfa Podcast, episode forty-one. I'm bringing lots of energy because Eric said the last take was not enough energy. So here's lots of energy, Eric. Thanks, man. Yeah, you're can welcome. You bring it down a little bit. Yeah, I can. Okay. Pipe down, Stephen. The personality is ready to talk about learning. You're going to open us up. You're going to tell us all about learning. Today we are talking about meta-learning, learning about learning, how to learn faster. I don't agree with any of this, but I'll save it. Possibly Kick the most important skill you could ever you, have. You don't agree with learning? Yeah. It uh, You'll see. Meta-learning? What about meta-meta-learning? Let's, let's, let's let Stephen go here. Okay. So let me put the case out there. I, I think that learning how to learn is the best skill you could have as a human. Because I think it produces just crazy compounding gains. Like if you are able to take in new ideas, new skills, like very quickly, right? And I think a lot of people don't put a lot of thought into this. They're just like, I'm gonna learn a thing. And then just kind of like, I don't, I don't know, they watch a video or they take a college course, wh- whatever it is. And th- th- that's it. But they, they don't think like, okay, if I could learn this two, three times as fast, and I'm 18. What, what, what if I do that over the next 30 years of my life? Like, how much stuff could I learn? What could I? What could I know? Armand is blowing a puff bar in my face. It's, it's <laughs> staring at me like I'm a he's piece like, of meat. He's like Elon and Joe Rogan right now. <laughs> Don't cut to me, Giorgio. Do not cut. <laughs> anyway, like I, I think. Some of you guys here are like me. You've done a variety of weird things Some in your life. Um, I've, I've, I've had a variety of weird careers, done a lot of things. And, and, I, and I think that like I've been able to do this because I'm able to like learn new skills very quickly. And I, I, to me, it's, it's not a thing that like I was just born with. Like I, I put a lot of thought into it. Like how do I take in information faster, learn things faster, how does that transfer to other stuff? So I guess my first question to Nick or Bonnie is, do you think I am full of shit? Do you think there are better skills in life than being able to learn stuff extremely quickly? Is this not a superpower? Ooh, like, are you asking me, is there a better skill than how to learn? No, no. Is there, is this a superpower? A I, I, so, can we no, agree no, that it's just like a superpower? It's I agree. Like a thing that people should know. I'm a hundred percent on board. More thought into yeah, because like, you know, if, if you look at the things that you're trying to learn, whether it's at your job, a new language for fun, um, how to invest, 
how to make money, you're trying to learn how a new protocol in crypto, like whatever that is, it this this method applies. How you go about learning it applies. And I think people have um, this natural tendency of how they learn, but I don't know how many people have thought about the process that they naturally lean into. And so that's why I'm interested to hear what your guys' are because I thought about it a little bit. I noticed I have a pattern. The pattern seems to work for me, but I'd be curious to know if maybe I'm mm. leaving some holes. Well, I think step one too is like I've noticed this about a lot of people. A lot of people take a passive approach to learning, which is that like I go through life and I wake up and occasionally people are like, you have to learn this thing and things get thrown at them and they're like, oh geez, I better learn this. And then they kind of like in a reactionary way, accumulate knowledge or skills and then they kind of go out, you know, and, and live the rest of their life. But some other people are like, I'm going to learn the fuck out of all this shit. Like, I want to learn how to do that. I'm going to learn how to do that. I am going to like actually actively, you know, grab the bull by the horns. I want to know how to do this thing. I want to do this thing. I know how to start this business. I want to learn how to trade. I want to do whatever it is. And I'm going to, to do it. And then once they do that a couple of times, they're like, hmm, how do I do that faster? Like, it took me like a year to learn that. How do I do it in like six months? How do I do it in a month? And then once you get into that mindset, now you are, you, you are like the whole world is your oyster. You're like, oh my God, I can learn all these things. So, I can accumulate this info and I can like direct my own life in a very meaningful way. I want to go before Armand because Armand's going to shit all over this. But let me just <laughs> first. Uh, I think about this. I think you're right. It is a superpower. I think about it in two ways. One way is the process and one's the outcome. On the process side, it's, it's pretty, uh, for me, there's like ways to help you learn. One is like, uh, writing things out by hand can help cement things in your brain. I, I enjoy actually writing things out on paper and that helps me learn things or, or at least like remember things. And then, um, you know, doing, like learning by doing, you know, like when, when it was like time to learn how to uh, LP and crypto and you were gone, you were drunk, you didn't know how what? to do it. And I was like, all right, so I guess I'm going to watch a YouTube and, and, you know, I'm losing... $600 on gas, like every time I do anything, it was the middle of DeFi summer. I'm just like, oh, motherfucker. Like, did I even get this right? And, you know, like learning by doing with stakes is a good way to learn. With stakes is important, I think. No, with stakes st is a part of my model. Thank okay, you for, very good. Also mine. So let me but, talk about uh, my, framework had, had, my framework had two things. One is process, one's outcome. The other, the other side of this, the outcome side of it is like learning for what? Learning is, learning just to learn is, a waste of your time. I want to learn for a reason. It's the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> what? That's the craziest thing. No, ever. no. I that's think he's got like a, that's no. a, that's a insightful point. No. That's like, Oh, I thought you were being sarcastic. No, you think it's actually crazy. Yes. No, no, no. no. Go on. Let me keep going, please. So like you want to learn something for a reason. Typically you want to learn how to trade to make more money. Like you want to learn how to, uh, make a pizza to eat a pizza. Like you don't want to just like learn uh, something just to acquire knowledge. Like, of course I do. Like, well, let's wait for you and you God shit on everything. It. This is wow. So, so when it comes wow. to like my, my, my second part of my framework, the outcome side, I think the outcome side is actually dependent on, on, um, having mental models pre-existing and, and something that, uh, I ascribe to is like, uh, Charlie Munger did a, did a speech at a, I think it was at like Marshall School of Business, USC. He said, he said, here's my 35 mental models that, that will help you in life. Uh, but three or four of these like really carry the weight for all of them. And his first one was like, you got to learn math. Like 
math and algebra will help you in your decision-making process forever. Uh, and, you know, he, he like takes that further and going to like probabilistic thinking, decision trees, which like can help all of your thought process. Um, he goes into um, physiology, biology is like everything, everything in our, in our physical realm is like based on our bodies. And, and that that's important. And he, he finalizes by saying like psychology, these mental models, psychology is important. And like psychology is, is both on them doing the right thing and not doing the wrong thing specifically. So on, on that side, he's like, here are the behavioral and cognitive biases that you want to avoid. Uh, so I think those um, mental models can help uh, on the outcome side, when you're when you're learning for a purpose to to have your outcome be achieved, and and for me, I think I think of meta learning being like you know a lattice work of of all of these mental models working together. So like if you're going to learn how to drive a car, you're not learning just how to use the accelerator pedal. Like you need to learn what the road signs are. You need to learn what the rules are. You need you need a, a holistic view of what's going on, and then like, you expand that. To the world and it's like this thing is very complex and you can't just like rely on one model so it all works together and that and that's how i think of meta learning is as both like how to learn for learning and then also learning for outcome Interesting. which part are you going to eviscerate well, first no i have some questions i i feel like i need to qualify something so i'm hearing a few uh themes that that i think the three of you mostly agree on so like first of all Learning, um, well, the most recent one, like learning for the purpose of learning is not enough. Learning always requires another. It's it's a means to an end. Okay, that's one. The second one that really stood out is around speed, that there's an objective good in learning faster. And I think the first one, uh, if I'm working from most recent to backwards, is the more you learn, across all topics, the better. Yeah, there's certainly cross-disciplinary, interdisciplinary uh, models that, that help your um, frameworks as you right. learn and, and make decisions. Right, sure. for sure. The more, so, the more skills you acquire, the next skill you try to pick up, you're like, oh, this is similar, and it gets like easier and easier and easier, right? It, yeah, that's, that, that can be true. That can definitely be true. Um, I'm most curious about the learning just to learn, like without yeah, let's start outcome like, or without motivation. That is to learn. so absurd to me. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, that's so absurd. You think to learning me. to learn is absurd? No, I or think learning only for the purpose of like it's learning as a means to an end is absurd. Like, okay, mm, okay. Learning is um, in and of itself autotelic. Something is autotelic. I don't know what that word is. I'm Googling uh, for you. Yeah, Google, <laughs> Google me. I'll tell you right now. You just made it up. Uh, something that is autotelic is something that you do because the action itself is worth doing. Uh, Nick can say the actual definition, but I would describe it as flow. Can I get actually. the definition? Having an end or purpose in itself. Oh, it's so the purpose of learning is learning from my worldview. And I think that what so many people get wrong about learning is that um, it contains this like anxiety within it where the purpose of learning is to learn the skill. The skill then results in some sort of tangible outcome. 
I can do, I can solve the problem. I can create the machine. I can answer the question. I can, and, and, and it goes on. And I think that what society has just completely like fucked up and lost hold of is doing things for the sake of doing this thing itself. Autotelic behaviors. Okay, gonna be there is so this much is gonna be goddamn joy in learning. Yeah, but it's masturbatory. For this, oh, <laughs> but it's fucking fantastic. Exactly. It, it's so Just enjoyable. Like yeah. Well, but listen, and, and the reason that <laughs> Nobody knows it like you, pal. But listen, <laughs> here's why it's different than masturbation. And I'll lean right into this. The reason that learning for the sake of learning is different than masturbation, masturbation is a climax. There is no climax in autotelic behavior. Okay, so if you just do tantric masturbation. It's, just, that's exactly <laughs> right. Thank you for making my that's point. Only the way learning I do it. for the sake of learning <laughs> is tantric learning. Is it that's all it is. When you fall in love with learning and it doesn't matter why you learned it and it doesn't have to serve some outcome. <clears throat> What you've done is you've unlocked what I feel is the ultimate superpower. Curiosity? Exactly. <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Well, are we friends? I we're think we proved we're friends. Okay, okay, so we're back. Back. So that's just learning the alpha. first I think, like, thing. I think that, it's actually semantic what we're talking about because at the end of the day. No, what, no. What, it's more than semantics so, though. So what it? you're saying, like what I am piecing from you and it's like piecing is, is kind of like a, a good word because like what I'm, what I'm actually picturing is like every little thing you learn is a piece of a mosaic and that mosaic gets clearer and clearer the more the more you learn and like that can all be applied to any thing in life so yeah. like so now you're hitting at the other point the more i learn the better wrong in my opinion again because the mosaic like again when i say wrong um are we arguing objective truths here I don't think we are because I think what you guys are it's a really proposing whole different podcast. Remember? No, but it's, it's, <laughs> it's not because like, is there a truth in the matter at all whatsoever? And I think that these are all just opinions. My opinion is opinion. Your opinion is opinion. It doesn't matter. But what I think really matters as a human being in terms of like feeling good and pursuing a life where you can become rich, like we talked about in the previous episodes or a life in which you feel enriched and you are fulfilled. Well, first at a base level, you better develop a sense of curiosity. Absolutely. If you don't develop a sense of curiosity and one in which you fall in love with learning things and you pursue things for the sake of the thing itself, then there's a lot of folly. There's a lot of just like getting lost in, and, and one second, there's a lot of getting lost in these things that become, I have to learn that thing as quickly as possible. So now let me break that. So there was two other things that you guys said. Learn as much as possible, as quickly as possible. And I fundamentally, personally disagree with this. I would much rather learn fundamentally, slowly, to the best degree possible, the most important things, than to learn more things as quickly as possible. Uh, you're mischaracterizing, I, though. How? Thank you. And I'm not trying to turn it into a debate, but I do believe in... My, the my, same way I believe in getting rich slowly. I, I had my hand raised. I had my hand raised. Okay, you, you yeah, go for he it. Did. He my, did. My that's, only that's my only thing that you're like, if you're saying that learning is important, then why not improve on learning? That's that's what meta learning okay. is. Because everything that is said about the right way to learn comes down to this: the shoe that fits one person pinches another. 
Who is to say that there is a right way to learn? Well, in fact, there is no right way to learn for all people. I think the point is that like everyone learns differently. And so all of these blueprints are flawed because I can try to wear your shoe, but it's not going to fit me. Okay. The the blueprints may be flawed, but ultimately when you do find the shoe that fits you, you will find it the fastest by doing the most reps and being like, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. That does work. And then when you do find the shoe that fits you, you will figure out how to make the shoe fit you better by learning a bunch of stuff like as quickly as possible and focusing on learning multiple things as opposed to like learning one thing as supremely as possible until you're like 50 and that's like the only thing you learn. There is a benefit to doing a ton of reps. That wasn't the argument. I'm sorry. It's what, not against, what was your argument? I don't, not I don't against, want to put words in your mouth. No, it's not against variety. It's not against reps. It's simply quality... Okay, the original argument was take a topic, understand meta-learning, the right ways to learn as quickly as possible, and fill the mosaic of your reality with as much information as possible. Uh, That's where the disagreement is. That's where the problem is. It's like you can never contain everything. And so... Like, is there a problem jumping from piece to piece and like only taking five or 10% of it? No, I don't think there's any problem with that. Is there a problem with like um, learning fast for the sake of learning? Yeah, that's that's where I have some problem because I think there's enjoyment in learning that people are missing out can, on. Can you give me an example of something that you've learned just for learning for pure curiosity? Because I think I have an argument for that there is actually an end outcome. Whether you know it or not, there is like an outcome that like your subconscious is working towards. Thank you. I agree with this. Because like I read an argument or an article in Foreign Affairs by the president of Taiwan. She wrote an article and I was like, why am I reading this? And I was like, well, maybe one day I want to be knowledgeable about this subject. Because that 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 and I don't know what the purpose is, but there was an angle of knowledge could even that that is an outcome. Because I was just thinking of uh, learning about how um, people change genders and what the mechanics are of that. Like that is something that I have no interest in. But like maybe one day we do talk about that, and I can be like, oh well, I have researched that a little bit, and like there is an end game at some point. So if if the argument is like today I stumbled upon a YouTube video that uh, goes into the behavior of pandas and why they tend to be so fucking affable and fun and interesting. And I go down a rabbit hole. Okay. What? Like, is there an outcome that that serves? Entertainment. Yeah. Indulgement. <laughs> I wouldn't call that. Sure. Like, yeah. Like, if we're going to draw that conclusion toward everything and pull everything to say that it, it helps me survive or it entertains me to a certain degree, I... I understand that. Grabbing some dopamine, bro. Yeah. And maybe there is dopamine there. Maybe it's just like pure, so enjoyable to solve the problem. But everyone is driven by driven by different things. Right. You are <clears throat> driven by solving problems. It really drives you. Mr. Alan Turing. Like I said that in a text there the other <laughs> yeah. day. Like we all aspire to like maybe I'm learning um, certain psychological, philosophical things because that's the bigger prospect of what i'm aspiring to that's be. where i was alluding to and in I, the question and I, and I get that but i think that if the only thing that i was maintaining in my psyche was my end outcome i would lose the enjoyment in the present okay all right so i think 
I think mostly what we want to talk about, you guys correct me if I'm wrong, is like no, let's go into the actual, when you have yes. to learn something, when yes. you make a dedicated I, I effort think we're to learn having something. like too much of a meta discussion on <laughs> yeah. meta learning. We're yeah. like you meta, called it meta learning. Me- meta meta learning. <laughs> right. And then I jokingly said meta meta learning, and then we literally did meta meta learning, <laughs> but that was supposed to be a joke. I'll 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 kick off kick this off where where Armand you know, stopped, which is like, I do think it's important to have a a motivation, like a specific motivation to do it. And like, you know, we, you guys call the goal setting uh, episode kind of boring, but like in, in the goal setting was like, when you want to learn something, you want to accomplish something, it's important to understand what is the immense, immeasurable amount of pleasure if you will learn something successful and what is the immense, immeasurable amount of pain if you do not accomplish this thing and like understanding that like pain and pleasure of your motivation is like i think an important part to establishing like you know motivate proper motivation to learn something i'll give you a little anecdote like um i i used to work for a management consulting firm we focus focused on digital marketing and uh, the way i got clients for the business was i spoke at conferences and and we would talk about a subject and it was like the easiest way to land clients and uh, I put it out there that like, if you have a digital marketing topic, whatever it is, just book me for it. I'll speak about it. And there was many times where they would come up with a subject and I was like, oh shit, I do not necessarily know that topic very well. And they're like, it's in three weeks. Can you do it? And I would just say yes. <laughs> and man, your body and mind, when you know you're going to have to present, essentially teach and then answer Q&A on a subject. Uh, in front of many people, you will go into hyperdrive in terms of learning it. So I do think that one motivation is an important piece of this. And then if you can, you don't necessarily need to, but like, um, you know, having a deadline or like a motivation where you have to teach it, you know, not often are you going to have to speak to it, but like, I think a good goal or outcome that you're working backwards from is, can I teach this? Can I answer a Q and A on it? And when you do that, you will go into hyper drive essentially for, for learning. Mm. I have other topic thoughts that. on it, but like, I think those are important pieces. Teaching is huge. If, if you're like, I want to learn this subject quickly and comprehensively and I want to yeah. know it well. There's no better test of comprehension than, than having, to teach. having to teach it. That's Richard Feynman's like number one lesson. To make complicated things like really simple. Oh man, absolutely. That's, that's yeah. his like, you know, kind of like what, what his guidance is, the t- is like the, the teacher to an eight year old, mm. you yeah. know? I mean, I, I agree. That's like, an, that's, that's a part of my notes here mm-hmm. at the, at like kind of the end. Um, I mean, I'll tell you like how I generally approach it and you can tell me why it's good or bad or, you know, it's stupid, whatever. You're not going to hurt my feelings. But my, my first kind of like thing, like when I want to learn something is like, I, I go like, who seems like they know what they're talking about in this field. And I actually think this is like a subset of like meta learning. that's also incredibly important. Like the ability to like look at somebody, to hear them talk about stuff, to look at the context of where they're saying it and be like, that guy's full of shit. Or like that guy seems like he knows what he's talking about is incredibly important because if you can do that, you can cast these like charlatans aside and focus all your energy on people who know things, right? So one of the main mistakes people make in this area, right, is they sort of optimize for the things that social media platforms optimize for. They optimize for followers, reach, engagement, video views. Mostly those things are not in line with what you're trying to do, which is to try to like objectively learn something in the best way possible. Those people are optimizing for fear, outrage, emotion, 
it's not useful to you, right? So step one is to be able to do that. But assuming you could do that, the first thing I like to do is find three, four, five people who I think are not full of shit and I'll listen to a podcast by them, listen to a YouTube video by them. I will just, I will sort of fast play the entire topic in a way in which I don't comprehend everything, but like I get the whole picture. I like reading the whole book very quickly first. Mm. I don't get anything, but at least I have a vague idea of where I'm going. I've sort of mapped something out. And then I try to like take a step back and like dive deeper. I go like, what are the pieces of this thing, right? How do I chunk all the things together? And then I go, okay, which of these pieces are the most important? Like, you, you know, like the, is it Pareto principle, the 80, 20 yeah, thing? Yeah, I go, what is Pareto? And that to me is like the key. Cause like in anything you do, there's like, what are the 20% of things that give you the 80% of the results, right? So once you narrow down the people and then you've narrowed down, you've chunked out the field and then you've gone like, what are the 80, 20 things? Then you focus on those things, right? And this is a mistake I made like when I was like first started learning things. I think a lot of people when they're younger, they want to learn things like sequentially. They're like, I st- I open the book, I read the foreword, I like see like all the thank you notes and I just go through. I think that's like nonsense. I think you 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 very quickly go through the whole thing and then you identify like what are the important things. You go straight to the things that are most important and then you go back afterwards and kind of like figure out how to 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 piece them all together right so that that's like how i look at it at a high level and then like you have different learning styles than i do everybody has a different learning style right like i like to do audio video stuff it works really well for me and then i layer that on with like practical application i think what you said is really important which is that like eventually you have to apply some sort of stakes to it like Mm -hmm. you have to so like music is a good example of this you're like oh i know this song right but if you have to play it for your teacher, who every time you fuck something up, looks at you with some like disapproving glare and you know that's going to happen like the whole week. Right. You're just like, oh, God, like I, I think I know it. But like, do I really know it? Like, is it, do I really know it to the point where Robert's not going to glare yeah. at me? And then and you're the like, best oh, stakes. No. Uh, some did of I tell the, some you, of the best. did I tell you, by the way, that you're uh, playing piano at the wedding again? You're back on. I'm not doing that. Wow. <laughs> that's wow. I'm that's a joke. I'm wow. kidding. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not one, week that. one week. But, stakes are high. One week before. But, but I also like to do this. And like I do this in crypto now. Like I'm trying to do it in like, like via tweeting, via podcasting, via writing. Right. The idea of like I'm going to put this out there into the world. I think I know it. But now I'm going to put it in writing. And I have people like just criticize it. I'm going to like throw that out there. And somebody's going to be like, you're a moron. Right. <laughs> yeah, those are stakes. Those are real stakes. Those, those, are, those stakes. are stakes. Like that mm. is the the final piece. So that's kind of how it's, I you're approach you're uh, performing, uh, and performance is a very good. I stake. think it's super key. Yeah, I have yeah. skin in the game. At some it's kind of like if someone were to go run a marathon. Like they have the opportunity to perform finally and see what they're made of. Like they can practice all they want, but like that's the game. Gotta, that's the game. Gonna run a damn marathon yeah. at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now that we're out of the meta meta and into the to the to the meta um i have tons of uh useless uh, subjective uh, dopamine uh around all of this that i i think again is like it's just useless but like sometimes you can grab a little something and bring it into your toolkit and it's like yeah okay that's really interesting to me so i actually um i like a lot of that i i'm very similar i think the uh, an example just to use an example recently was like man i'm really uh not up to date and or at all proficient with like the level of geopolitics that i should be given this world today 
And the name that just kept repeatedly popping up was like Peter Zion. I don't know how to say his last name, but that's the way. Is that cool? Yeah. Yeah. Peter Zion. I was like, okay, I want to do a deep dive on Peter Zion. And I was like, well, I could go read his book. I could listen to a podcast. I could read an article. What do I want to do? And I was like, you know what? I want Peter Zion the man. So I'm going to go to a podcast and I'm going to uh, listen completely, uh, slowly, (laughs) like 1.2x speed to an entire episode on specifically, I made sure to go to an episode that was not on a very um, time sensitive subject, but one that was like a, hey, I'm interviewing Peter Zion. Here's his whole life's work. And we're going to, you know, do an overview of the man and all the books that he's written. I wanted I wanted the cliff notes. I wanted the the big picture overview. You also want to make sure he wasn't a charlatan, kind of like abso- to, yeah. to, to Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And so listening to him, understanding him, first of all, what an incredibly well-spoken individual. That was the first thing that I took away. I was just like, wow, he's so articulate. And um, a lot of people get so thrown off. This is like a side note by people that are articulate or use big words. I think that's so mostly wrong. I think people that use big words are just like in love with language. Like, and they don't do it willy nilly. They do it because the word serves a better purpose than another word. You, you think, I think that's the opposite. People would get thrown off by the non-articulate, knowledgeable individual. No, most people don't trust people to use big words. That's like a thing. It's like when somebody uses overly big words, they're like, I don't trust you. You're an asshole. I think it depends on what uh, level of topic you're covering. Certainly true in politicians. Like they speak in. They speak. Yeah. To try to reach as many people as possible. For sure. That was like Trump's whole thing. Anyway, I did the whole, you know, okay, get to know the guy. And then, uh, then I start doing the like chapter by chapter, uh, you know, idea by idea parsing through. I want to read that chapter. I want to go to that podcast, listen to that segment, that timestamp. And, start to get like an overall understanding. Then it's like, okay, he's talking about all these things. And then it becomes like the seed that's the plant of the tree. And now I've just taken in one seed of many possible seeds. Where do I want, where do I want this to take me? Uh, Argentina? Or do I want this to take me to uh, Japan? And then I go to Japan and I start to like dissect that. And like everybody learns differently, as you said. But I think that like the key thing is for people to understand that they all learn differently. There's no right way to learn. And I, I think the area that I still, even in this meta learning where I have like a, a true gripe and like a fundamental disagreement, speed learning is mostly overrated. Speed learning of languages is mostly overrated. Speed learning of math. Uh, Nick and I both did Kumon, you know, as kids, mostly overrated. That just generally doesn't like, does Kumon serve me as a whole? Yes. Is the speed aspect of it the part that I like maintain the most? Not necessarily. I don't think that's what did it. I think it's the flow state of the learning that really did it for me, not the like speed aspect of it. But- I agree with that. And, and frankly, like there's so much like hacking uh, in the culture today, like how to hack learning, how to hack growth. And like, I think most of it is like at the end of the day, it's like you have to do the work. You have to actually sit there and well, learn it uh, at a deep level. And I agree with you on that. But, so, there, but there are tools you can use to help on deep are. learning as well. Well, I, I think you mentioned an important point. When it comes to something that you're learning that doesn't have a necessarily deadline or an outcome or some event that you're preparing for, 
it is important to kind of like let your curiosity lead you in the way. Like, I think I, I think I picked this up from Naval, you know, when you read a book, you don't necessarily have to read it cover to cover. You can skip around. Like most mm-hmm. books I've read, I'd never read cover to cover. Yeah. Like I, I'm like, this part's that's boring. That's a big unlock. Skip. That's, that's such a huge fact. It's, it's like, a huge so unlock. stupid, but like, it's like a good example of a pattern that you just fall into. Like I have to, oh my linear, God, for, I have to linearly read for this so book long. I was doing that. I had to do that for so long just because uh, that's just my nature. I just had to. So like, here's like a learning meta, meta learning thing is like in the Renaissance, apparently I think we've talked about this separately offline, but like this was normal. People would pick up all kinds of books, all kinds of publications, whatever they could get their hands on, which by the way, was limited to apparently the size of like New York times one edition that they got in their entire life. But that, that goes to the mosaic question is like the amount of information that we have access to is ridiculous. It's too much. Um, I forget what the timeline was, but like a person today apparently has like a person in, in the 1700s apparently has access to the same fucking i can't even work too deep i know where you're going with i know this. where you're yeah. going with it but it like, was like the new york times magazine the new york Times one edition of the new york times was equivalent to like uh one day on the on the internet or something like totally that, that but i think like get. uh we would all agree that having more good knowledge is better and now like the yeah. like the 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 function now is like how to filter information not yes. how to acquire it Yes. Right. Yes. But but too much is 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 problematic. But that's why filtering's so important. That's why the not being bound by the I must sequentially learn things. I must go A to Z. Like the the, the ability to skim through everything very quickly and to identify this is the important part, this is the not important part, and to free yourself from like I have to learn this in this order and everything. Like that's like a really good skill, I think. It is a good skill, but a lot of people get so overwhelmed by this. I, a lot of people. I'll add on to another like important point when it comes to learning something that does, again doesn't have an event or a deadline. Is uh, I stumbled across the I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name the Ebbinghaus curve. It's a forgetting curve that literally shows when you first learn hmm. something, there is a curve that over a course of days, essentially like six days, you might remember like ten percent of whatever you learned on that's, day zero. That's depressing, right? And so. Um, <laughs> I saw like a, a mnemonic, which was a seven, three, two, one rule, which is if you really want to learn something and maybe there's not a deadline uh, associated with it. If you read something on day zero, you re maybe rescan it on day one, you rescan again on day two, and then a week later you rescan it again. And so basically you introduce like frequency in which you input the data into your brain and it could offset this like forgetting curve and like make it more permanent essentially in, in your brain. So it's pretty good. Yeah. It's huge. There, and, and there's several of, articles on like frequency of which you should learn things in order to retain the information. I don't know if you guys have seen, could uh, help as an advertiser as well. The, <laughs> have you guys seen the Ted talk by Tim urban of Wepa Y. You guys know Wepa Y. Oh yeah, of course. Like, it's yeah. like most, yeah. most, I feel like this, like our community would like is very big Wepa Y fans. So Tim Urban's like why we procrastinate Ted talk. It's such a beautiful example of that. So this is an area I absolutely agree. I think like having a deadline and, and needing to, to learn on a very strict short timeline is incredibly productive for like hyper learning. Mm. And like to a certain degree, you will, 
um, probably just like force yourself through rote memory to memorize and you will completely forget it after that event, which to me is pretty useless, but it is a path toward expedient learning. Yeah. Here's an, here's another thing I do. Um, I don't know if you guys do this, but like I, after I skim the whole thing, what I really like to do is to just figure out the thing that is the most interesting to me and then just jump into it with no context. And oftentimes you've just jumped into the middle of nowhere. And Wait, like, so I, I'm, I'm curious, like how does this play out in a practical sense? Like you'll, you'll read a book cover to cover, just flipping pages. I like, I like the example like, of learning like a new protocol. Ma- macro is a good example. A protocol is a good example of this too. Like when I was trying to learn about protocol, like I would just, go through the docs and I would just read something. I'd be like, this sounds cool. And I would read it and be like, wow, that feels cool to me. I don't know what that word means. And I'm like, I have to look that word up. And then, so you start with the thing that's sort of the most interesting. You dive right into the center of it. Ultimately, you don't exactly know why it's most interesting and you don't learn everything from it. But then you sort of work out from there. You have to just keep exploring stuff to give the thing context but because you started from a point of like i want to know this like that doesn't seem like work to you you're just like you're on this like scavenger hunt to discover the context of the initial thing you love versus like we haven't you just talked started about first principles no at I, all. I i actually agree with like and it's funny that i i see myself in this sort of framework it, just without putting words to it you know it's like we all learn in our in our own ways without sort of like describing it in this like meta sense and it's pretty cool and it's i think it's a cool to talk about actually yeah I, I we haven't talked about like first principles thinking and i think that's a big part of learning i don't know if it's a big part of this meta learning discussion but like to me when you're facing a really complex problem sometimes you have to go to the root of the equation like where did it all begin and like something i've been trying to do lately is is do that is like uh khan academy you just mentioned that in the last episode uh, i am in the middle of uh high school microeconomics right now and I'm doing it's it for the third for time. It's perfect And I'm for that. going to do the AP one right after that. And then I'm going to do physics, I think, is next in line. But like doing like math and science at like a basic level. Like there's even, I don't know if people know this, but there's actually like a compilation of arithmetic in Khan Academy. Dude, most people haven't mastered all basic arithmetic. Really, okay. It really makes There's you think like, on, to do on like, there. the topic of education, it's like this is probably a better way to learn than in school, uh, which we've talked about on our Discord. But then like I was having this conversation over the weekend with another friend and it's just like, but you know, school has its own social di- dynamics that you're really learning um, more so than in class stuff. And it's like, man, how do you balance this? You're going to have a... You, you're going to be worried about this pretty soon. And it's like, uh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if, uh, if Saul Khan wasn't still alive, I might've put him in the, uh, ballot for uh goat. No potentially. Doubt. Like no th- doubt. this guy, like decentralizing, decentralized, education. made, made all education free and available like, on YouTube. Good. education, And it's, it's really good. It's like, I, I forget whether it was his nephew or a cousin or, or whatever. He, he was essentially, started off by trying to tutor this person and he bought one of those boards where you can write on and the writing shows up on the screen and he started to tutor them and then he published the videos and all of a sudden he realized he had something important and then not only that but he turned it into a non-profit he's he could have made turned this into like a money-making endeavor he turned wow. non-profit bank of america was God like so you're kind of like delivering financial education amongst everything we'll happily sponsor 
your your content and your nonprofit. And now he covers all kinds of things like art history. Another uh, master of articulation. Right. And uh, speaking of which, Bank of America, we're available. Just, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, what, a, what a goat. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I use Khan it. Khan Academy is unbelievable. It's such a to, great thing. It's, you know, macro has been yeah. a topic that we've had to learn over the last like couple of years because right. it's become, you know, the force of all, a lot of our investments. And, and like, I've certainly referred to Khan Academy stuff when I find myself where I don't know what's going on. And I certainly recommend people, you know, look at Khan Academy, download the app, look on YouTube. There's oh, so no much stuff. no matter where you went to school. He will, he will bring you, it down. You should go to school again. Yeah. Um, like, it's good shit. I know we're uh, getting close to the end here, but I, I do want to kind of roll through my, my pattern that I've used to, to roll things. And um, I will say that I, I did skip Learn me. one of Steven's steps, which is like filtering. And that is the biggest problem. So I didn't don't have like a filtering stage, but I, I went through all the things I've recently learned in the past like six months. And usually it starts with a phase of immersion. And that immersion is usually in my form reading. Like I'm reading everything and I'm not trying to like read to learn the subject i'm i'm reading to find the framework of the concept yeah meaning like as macro as you can yeah like what are the what is the table of contents of this subject what are the questions i need to to learn and what do i need to learn in order to know this subject and then the number one hack and steven mentioned this already is modeling like i am a firm believer that like everything you want to learn someone already knows at an expert level Someone has done it before. Someone that is alive has done it before and has knows this subject very well. So like whether you can network or use a podcast, like you not only model their thinking, but like model their behavior. How did they learn this subject? How do they get into it? Like what, what language they use. And at sometimes you might find yourself where they use a new language and it's like, that's weird. I don't understand it. They're just trying to sound smart, but it's like, no, dive deeper into that language and try to understand it and pick up the lingo. And I think that is really important. Modeling is like the accelerator of, of mm. all learning and then do it. Like Eric said, like at some point you just have to, to do it. And again, I think I'm excluding things like uh, memorization and like physical learning. Like if you're trying to learn like a martial art, for example, that's exclusive of this, but like doing it. And then if you can teach it, present it, write an article that you don't publish anywhere, you know, whether that's summarizing in notes and I think it's been, it's been proven that like, uh, if you can vocalize it, if you can, you know, when no one's looking, verbalize it into a note on your iPhone or write it out, particularly write it out on a pen and paper, like the more activation you have, uh, you know, certainly, it, it, you know, increases the retention for it. So I don't know, I, I, I didn't necessarily like have like a model or a method to learn new things, but I, when I went back or the, the most recent things I learned, there, there was a pattern. It seems to be yeah. mostly that. I think it's important to identify your learning style. Uh, actually, at one point in a past life, I created an assessment that taught people their learning style. And ah, yes. I, I think that's really important. Like, um, you know, just go. Go to Google. There's a few free uh, learning style tests you can take online and, like, identify, like, are you more oral? Are you more kinesthetic? Are you more... Yeah, whatever, identify that. And then you'll be like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm more this, so I'm going to take in as many audiobooks as possible. Or no, uh, I prefer to read. Or no, I prefer to do. If you look at Eric and I, for example, we've talked about this before. Remember when we were like really beginning like DeFi summer? 
Oh, man, I was and, just going to talk about this. I uh, love this. Yeah, so so time. this is like a really good example <laughs> of of meta learning, and and we both were trying to fire hose, and I was mostly avoiding it, uh, to be fair, and like just being like, oh man, do I really need to do this? And and being like, is it important enough? And then you decide it is important enough. I'm going to do this. And so the way you learned was just clicking. I dove in. Doing. Losing money, yeah. moving things around, uh, going and investigating the UI, and right. It, it was less about asking <laughs> the questions. It was less about the academic academia, which is like your style. Which is like I need to understand. You were like, this. I want to learn as I go, and I was like, I'm going to dive the fuck and, in. And and I said, so this would this would disagree with like what what you know like I I think if you were learning something new, correct me if I'm wrong, but like it would kind of be different from what Nick just said. What Nick just said would be more in line with how I would do it. Right. You would be like, no, fuck it. Like, where's the door? I want to open the door and go in. And I would be like, no, no, no. I'm not opening that door until I understand Teach the universe out yeah. that's out there. Yeah. Once I understand the, the the frameworks that exist, I know where to step. So what we're really talking about here is personality. It's a personality thing. Yeah, but I will say when it comes to DeFi specifically, our knowledge advanced more because we had each other. And particularly when it comes to DeFi, we had Steven to like bounce ideas off of. So he was like, guys, I'm making 300% APY. And we're like, what yeah, the fuck? Get me and then we, we, we go back home and we like start Googling, we start researching. And then we're like, wait, I have questions. Like I read everything I could right. possibly read. I still have questions. And we go to Wednesday night, smoke a cigar at Churchill, and then we come with questions to Stephen and like, say the names why would I want to own a governance token? Like, I don't understand how like value accrues to, and we'd have debates about oh, like, and and we're still are, we're still actually having that debate because I I remember in 2019 I asked Stephen like, well, what the fuck are these things worth if they're just for governance? And Stephen's point was like, well, they can ultimately turn on the revenue switch, and uh, that debate is right. is happening like now happening, happening with now. Uniswap today. And, uh, you know, I think if we're getting close to the end, so it, like, I think if we wrap it up, uh, Nick just gave his sort of like meta learning tips. Mine is start a podcast with your smart friends. <laughs> <laughs> I've learned more just like in, in this than I've learned, you know, like this has accelerated my learning exponentially. So thank you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Mine is similar. Um, it's, um, teach it. Hell yeah. Teach it. And to Nick's point, like, you don't have to publish it, but like, get it out in that moment in which you can actually uh, lay out the building blocks of what you've learned from A to Z. That's when you know it. So check out um, Richard Feynman teaching the building blocks of mathematics on YouTube. I think if you search that. It should come up and he'll take you all the way from basic arithmetic to the most advanced algebra and every single brick builds on the previous brick and it's absolutely wonderful. Like meta learning really is valuable. Okay. He's back. I'm, He's I'm, back. Not, I'm not against the idea as a whole, but I am for the idea that uh, the shoe that fits one pinches another. Yeah, and if you got other hacks, other ways to like speed up learning, like drop in the Discord, share some advice with the with the team in there. There's about 500 people in there, or so. So you know, come come and share. We love to, you know, add add to the group and and discuss it. And to build on that, like I'm learning from people yeah, in our learning. Discord. We're, like, we're learning. 
so that's the that's the key thing this is not like oh we have a community no it's like we're part of this dude yeah. that that's so huge and that, that like we we gloss over that sometimes but for for all of humanity like humanity hasn't had like internet communities the idea that humans can just go and like network interface with like a bunch of people who do the things they want to do know the things they want to know or like believe the things they believe and to kind of like share that knowledge is it's like insane and i think a lot of people really underrate that especially a lot of people like our age who are kind of like semi-boomers right and like we like use the internet but like don't really fully appreciate what's happening there like it, right. it's, it's speaking of that uh maybe 2023 ish i want to do a, a meetup wow a meetup with our with our, our community like an intentional Eric meetup or like at a bar meetup never meet your heroes no i want to meet everybody <laughs> i want we are so <laughs> not what you think we are. i want in person i want some in person i was talking about me meeting my heroes oh okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> who are your heroes <laughs> I, I don't want to give anybody a big head but you know yeah, yeah. i have a few names that really stand out no 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 don't yeah that would be so fun Yes. A real leave life them, leave them wanting meeting. I mean, yes. we got a great community. Let's I think it's it a great idea, man. Good tease. It's a great way to wrap. Uh, we love you guys. That's what it sounds like to me. We'll see you next time. Have a great week. Thanks, One guys. Love you. Bye. Bye.